All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Time for Invest Wisely with our expert from the AKW Group here in Akron, Walt Secura. He's the managing partner over there. We're going to talk in the next half hour about his group invest their clients' money and individually owned stock. All in the stock market. And again, any questions too that you have about that market at 330-673-1234. Outside of Akron, you may call us toll-free at 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, again, uh, another week which was uh, mildly disappointing throughout most of the week, but uh, we did see an uptick by the time we got to Fabulous Friday. Yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting week this week. A lot of, uh, a lot of big news uh, that came out. You know, Jackson Hole... Uh, all the uh, Federal Reserve members and academics gathered in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, uh, to talk about the economy and interest rates and inflation and all the things that have really been a topic of discussion for a long time with us now on the show. And I think most investors out there, we, we had some big earnings reports this week. NVIDIA, which is leading the uh, AI, you know, the uh, artificial intelligence kind of surge. Um, they, they reported this week. Everybody was very interested to see if they could put come in with the numbers that everybody was hoping for. We had some economic data come in for the week that was, again, continues to be mixed. Uh, so for the week, Bob, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, off 153 points, lost 0.4% for the week. Year-to-date, that Dow Jones Industrial Average sits up 3.6%. Uh, the S&P 500 index, the broader index, uh, was up 36 points for the week, up 0.8%. Year-to-date, we're up 14.7% on the S&P 500 index. Uh, the NASDAQ composite, a great week for the NASDAQ, uh, up 2.3%. And again, year-to-date, we're up 29.8% on that NASDAQ composite. And then, Bob, the small mid-cap stocks continue to struggle a little bit, off 0.3% for the week and sit up 5.2%. So, a lot, a lot of information, a lot of data to look at. We're, you know, approaching the end of the year. People are starting to put their sights on 2024. Um, you know, just a lot to consider and making sure you're in the right place. Now, good old Jerry Powell there in Jackson Hole. He talked about the economy, made his comments there, and he was very upbeat about how uh, surprisingly strong the U.S. economy was, but almost like a ghoul <laughs> that made people think that, well, he's going to raise more interest rates again because he doesn't want the economy to be quite that upbeat. And I, and I think it was he was very steadfast on the 2% target uh, for inflation. Uh, there's been a lot of proposals, you know, going around that maybe that 2% just isn't realistic. Maybe it should be 3 But he was very definitive. He said, you know, they're, they're going to keep uh, working hard to get it down to that 2%. And, and I think that just, uh, you know, gives the Fed a lot of optionality here. I mean, again, some of the data is coming in mixed. Um, but I think they're they're data dependent. So you know, again, he's been very transparent. He's saying you know they're going to continue to watch the data, and 
Uh, they're going to decide what to do with interest rates. They could go higher. They could pause. Uh, uh, not really any indications that they're ready to start lowering rates. But again, uh, you know, kind of steadfast where they're at. And they're going to they're going to watch uh, as we go forward and, and make the decisions as they need to make them. Now, what about the other interest rates out there and other mixed news that we had? Uh, what were some of the good points and what were some of the uh, troublesome points? Yeah, so I mean, if we look last week at the economy, Bob, we got some reports, you know, on housing. Uh, which, again, new houses, new housing is uh, booming. Um, you know, a lot of people are buying up the, the new housing market, the, the home builders. Uh, existing housing is struggling. There's just not a lot of inventory. And, again, I think this is going to be a continuing issue because a lot of people got some, you know, really good interest rates over the last couple of years. And now with rates, you know, much higher, uh, probably maybe a little stuck in the homes that they have. We may not see as much inventory going forward. Uh, and the higher rates of mortgages are definitely slowing down buyers. Uh, we saw jobless claims, which has kind of been the puzzling part for, I think, uh, the Fed and uh, the policymakers. You know, how jobs continue to be tight, that the job market is still tough out there. And, you know, people are, there's a lot of opportunity. And, you know, the, those uh, those higher unemployment rates aren't coming up. Those jobless claims just aren't aren't showing. So, I think it's frustrated the Fed a little bit, which is interesting that they're, you know, trying to almost push that, uh, you know, kind of little break in, in the economic data. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of data to look at. Again, it's mixed, you know, some good, some bad. But uh, surprisingly, you know, I think uh, leaning towards the better side than what most people thought. Now, some of the retailers out there were talking about noting some consumer stress points in the economy. What, what were those consumer stress points? Bob, I think everybody, as we say, you know, we watch the consumer. Uh, we got a lot of consumer, you know, retail reports in the last couple of weeks with earnings. Um, and we we starting to see some retailers saying that, you know, consumers are slowing down. They're not spending as much. And we, we expect that. You know, there's going to be winners and losers in retail. A lot of retailers out there right now, a lot of competition. Um, you know, the higher rates um, and, and inflation has definitely put a, a little bit of a crimp in, in people's pocketbooks. Some of the savings that people built up through the pandemic are now, you know, spent, and uh, consumers are a little bit more stressed there. So it'll it'll be interesting to see, you know, where retail spending goes, especially through the Christmas season and going into next year, uh, to see if the consumer continues to spend and, and show that they're healthy enough to kind of get us through the uh, the, the short term. Now, of course, a lot of investors are still concerned about high rates of the interest uh, interest rates. Others are concerned that stock prices are too high. Some still feel a recession is on the on the uh, brink. Uh, but uh, yeah, you went back to 1979 and you did some research. You're looking back. 1979 was the beginning of the of that last time of hyperinflation, and had some interesting observations and what was uh, what was happening back in 1979 and what's happened since. Yeah, there was a you know an article Bob written by Business Week uh, back in 1979. It was on the cover of Business Week magazine that called for the death of equities, uh, and they're really re- reciting inflation. And uh, I'll read you a quote out of out of that magazine at that time in 1979. It says further, this death of equities can no longer be seen as something a stock market rally, however strong, will check. It has persisted for more than 10 years through market rallies, business cycles, recession, recoveries, and booms. The public was first drawn to equities in big numbers in the 1950s by a massive promotion campaign by Wall Street that worked because the economic climate was right, fairly steady growth with little inflation. 
To bring equities back to life now, secular inflation would need to be wrung out of the economy. Accounting policies would have to be made more realistic and tax laws rewritten. But these steps may not be enough. So just from perspective, Bob, I mean, if you look at, you know, what happened over that period of time, I think the market uh, at that time, the Dow Jones was somewhere near eight, eight hundred and fifty. I mean, we're at thirty four thousand three forty six now. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think the death of equities is often called. And I know there's still a lot of people worrying about valuations and you know where the market is currently. But I think if you maintain that long term perspective, uh, you can still do really well. And and again, we're we're not saying buy the market. We're we're always believing that there's individual companies out there worth investing in, and and that has served us well and our clients well over the years. Once again, we're talking to Walt Sukira, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron, about investing in stocks and individual stock issues. So, time now for the trends and insights section of the show. We we're going to take a look at some of the things that Walt has observed over the past week that uh, may or may not have an impact on uh, your decision to invest in the stock market. Uh, according to the National Retail Federation, America has a definite retail theft problem. Home Depot reported uh, this year that uh, thefts are affecting their earnings. And it's not individual shoplifters that are taking goods for their own use that is the problem. No, it's really problems in the supply chain, Bob. We're seeing a lot of theft, you know, before it gets to the store. Um, and it's, it's very interesting. And these retailers are really starting to, you know, indicate how much theft is really impacting, uh, you know, their, their profitability. Uh, so we, we might see more, you know, kind of security through the supply chain as, Products are moved out of the, you know, the, where they're manufactured or produced to, to the end, uh, you know, the shelves where people buy them. There, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, and uh, it just seems like the theft is becoming a big, big problem for a lot of companies. Now, the amount of money that workers are demanding to accept a job has reached a record high this year. That's a one sign that inflation could still be very alive, at least in the labor market. Yeah, Seventy-eight thousand six forty-five is what uh, they're they're. <laughs> Putting out there is the number uh, for people to move jobs, so the, the expectations are much higher. The employers are paying a lot more to get qualified workers, and uh, you know, pretty interesting to see that uh, you know we're, we're we're pushing that up, and that's going to be pretty sticky, you know, as far as inflation goes. Uh, the employers have to pay bigger dollars to get people, and once they get them trained, they're not going to want to have them leave. So again, those wages probably stick for the long haul. Another interesting fact is, according to the CBRE, the available retail space in America is now at its lowest mark in some 18 years, only about 4.8% available. Yeah, Bob, and I, I think it shows the competitiveness in retail. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of new retail shops out there, a lot of people competing in the retail space, and consumers have a lot of choice. And you compare that to office vacancy, which is up to 18.2%. Uh, it's just interesting. You know, the space is being kind of gobbled up by retails and, and you know, out there competing for, for consumer dollars. Another interesting fact, uh, at least as far as we can uh, determine it, the average number of children being born to Chinese women is dropping, continuing to drop, now is lower than the uh, country of Japan. They have a birth problem over there. I mean, definitely 1.09 compared to 1.30 for uh, uh, back in, you know, 2020. So, I mean, the, continue, the birth rate, the fertility rate continues to drop there. In China, and it's below Japan, which is at 1.26 children, you know, per woman. So, it's it's pretty interesting to see, you know, that that could create a long-term problem for uh, for their economy. Is you got to have younger workers, you know, coming into the workforce to keep that economic uh, engine cycling through, Bob. 
And another fact, the annualized growth in the credit offered by small U.S. banks is at its lowest in nearly 12 years. Yeah, 1.9%. So it just shows it's harder to get loans, uh, harder to uh, you know keep those, uh, those options open, which consumers use a lot of time for purchases. So we definitely see banks squeezing a little bit on uh, you know, the availability of credit uh, for, for consumers out there. And it's time once again with Walt Secura to shift over to Stock Talk, the part of the show where you can call up at 330-673-1234 and ask Walt about any particular stock issue or business that you're considering or that you own or maybe you want to know if you should sell this time. 330-673-1234. You can call right now or on WNR.com. Toll free at 800-669-4100. So last week, Big week for NVIDIA, which is a long-term holding in your own core equity portfolio. They uh, beat their second quarter estimates and went much higher. They've been on an impressive run this year. They're up at NVIDIA some 214%, closing, opening the year at $446 a share, and closing on Friday at $460 a share. Now, Walt, when a stock has a year like NVIDIA, are you considering selling it at some point and taking some profits? Bob, you're, you're always looking when, when positions get bigger in a portfolio and, you know, position sizes start to rise, you, you start, you know, considering pairing them back, taking some profits. Some. Uh, this company, though, is just really a, a fascinating company because they're kind of right at the right where you want to be, right, right where all this new technology is happening. Um, and, you know, it's not just luck. I mean, they've done it through gaming. Uh, they did it with cryptocurrency, you know, kind of making these chips. They did it with warehousing. Their GPU units used in a lot of warehousing, and now artificial intelligence and also autonomous driving, which a lot of people aren't talking about. You know, they're they're just kind of right at the the verge of all these new technologies. Um, the the report was just unbelievable. Um, you know, they did 13 billion versus 6.7 billion the year prior. That's 101 percent revenue growth. And, and by the way, in my career, you know, seeing that kind of a jump uh, in, in one year, quarter over quarter, is not often seen by a company this large. And they, they actually took their revenue up to $16 billion for the next quarter. Uh, they're just at a moment where really they're, they're kind of hitting on all cylinders. Profitability was up 429%. So I, I think when you have a powerful company like this, you know, you don't want to sell it too early. Uh, but you definitely got to watch valuations. You know, valuations definitely become an issue here. So it's one that you know we're considering pairing back. Um, you got to kind of weigh out capital gains if it's in taxable accounts and other issues. But uh, this company is definitely hitting on all cylinders at the current time. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure at three three zero six seven three one two three four. Good morning, you're on WNIR. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, uh, would uh, investing in like. Uh, Winchester with all the gun sales in this country would be a good investment? Any uh, gun manufacturer? Yeah, I mean, we look at the gun manufacturers. We've kind of stayed away from them. I mean, they did have some tremendous growth during the COVID period, and, uh, you know, you still see some decent growth out there. Valuation-wise, um, they, they tend to trade, you know, at a, at a decent value. I mean, they're worth looking at. We We haven't purchased any, but... Uh, definitely an area that I know some interest some investors. Yeah, because uh, you know I, I figured in, in ammunition sales and and would be a, a good investment. But uh, I just wanted your 
your uh, angle on that. Thank you. Sure, absolutely. Thank you for calling. 330-673-1234. Once again, our expert is Walt Sokira, managing partner of Akron-based AKW Group there over in Fairlawn. You're on WNIR. Go ahead. Konnichiwa, Walt. Hey, konnichiwa, Ken. Say, uh, I spent $1,500 yesterday on uh, stain uh, made by PPG, the symbol PPG, uh, Pittsburgh Plate Glass. They make... uh, they make a lot of car uh, car paint for automobiles and a lot of products. Uh, have you ever looked into PPG? Sure have. Yeah, I've seen them many times, owned them a couple times in my career. I don't own them currently, but last two quarters, they're, they're putting you know, some good numbers together. I mean, the revenue growth was at 4% this last quarter. I think uh, profitability was up 24%. Uh, yeah, you know, I think expectations, you look at the analysts, I mean, there's some good estimates for the 2023-24 time frame. I think uh, the company definitely has some growth ahead of it and trades at a market multiple, you know, pretty close to where the, the average market stock trades. Uh, yeah, I mean, PPG is a good company and uh, I think it has some upside to it here. I can't believe paint's $125 a gallon. I know. <laughs> Hard to believe. <laughs> with all the power outages, what about Generac? G-N-R-C. Yeah, you I'm know, hey. Up these, a home generator. Yeah, these home generator stocks. Definitely uh, people in Northeast Ohio might be thinking about a purchase after this the power outage, right? So maybe maybe some growth comes back. Uh, last couple quarters, Generac struggled. I mean, their, their uh, revenues and profits have been down, I think, the last three quarters. But, uh, you know, like I said, things like this definitely make uh, people interested in maybe getting that generator hooked up so they don't have to go days without power. So, Okay. You guys have a good week. Thank you. You, you do, Ken. Thank you for calling. Again, Walt Secure is our expert on Invest Wisely, 330-673-1234. It's a number to call with your comments and questions about investing in individual stocks. Getting back to our reports about the different companies out there, Autodesk makes software for computer-aided design and workflows. It's one of the women's leadership portfolio stocks that you have, and they uh, beat their second quarter estimates, and they are looking for a good third quarter. Yeah, they, they uh, you know came in with a nice quarter bottle of 9% revenue, up 16% profitability. Uh, stock's trading around 215 Again, it's been a long-term holding in that portfolio, and uh, you know it's a stock we continue to like as we look forward. And again, let's talk about the, these portfolios we'll keep referring to. They are exclusive to uh, the AKW Group, uh, and there are three major portfolios that you use. There are, Bob. We have the core equity portfolio, which is, uh, you know, kind of the stocks that everybody would recognize. You know, when we mention things like NVIDIA, Apple, um, Home Depot, Starbucks, these kinds of stocks in that portfolio. The small mid-cap portfolio is uh, names that you probably still recognize, but they're, they're a little smaller, quicker-growing companies. Uh, and then we have the women's portfolio, which is uh, companies that have done a really good job with diversity, um, have a good representation of women within the leadership of the company, the board of directors. Uh, that portfolio got started a couple years ago with a women's group we worked out out of Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, all three portfolios uh, all together, you know, probably about 75, 80 stocks that we follow pretty closely in those portfolios and always looking for our best ideas. So as we're mentioning, and those are the three portfolios that we run. And again, those are proprietary portfolio strategies only offered by the AKW Group for their clients. So if you're interested in that, you'll have to call the AKW Group in Akron at 234-466-7476. Getting back to those portfolios, another in the women's leadership portfolio is Intuit. They beat their fiscal fourth quarter views, but uh, they've given a mixed outlook for the future. 
is a TurboTax company, QuickBooks, or, you know, two big offerings that they have. Um, they had a really nice uh, quarter of 12% revenue, 50% profitability. Um, this has been a solid stock for many, many years, Bob. Um, you know, kind of built-in repurchases, people, uh, subscriptions. You know, you come back, if you use TurboTax one year, you're likely to use it the next year. If you're a small business owner running QuickBooks, there's not a lot of options that you could trade off to. Uh, they they struggled a little bit with their credit karma purchase and uh, trying to get that back to some profitability. The, the growth rate isn't as strong there, but the company had a nice quarter, and it continued, we continue to like this over the next couple of years. Yeah, some of the retail stocks, as we mentioned earlier, are struggling. Macy's, Dick's Sporting Goods, Foot Locker, they reported their earnings last week, and they showed their revenue and profits were declining, and they've uh, lowered their outlooks. Yeah, all those companies did show some weakness, Bob. And, and again, I mean, it just shows that there's areas of retail that are struggling. And uh, those those bigger, you know, kind of uh, specialty retailers are struggling a little bit uh, with, uh, you know, keeping the profitability and the earnings moving forward. But uh, again, you know, it's a, it's going to be an interesting environment with consumers as we look at as we look forward. On the other hand, Abercrombie and Fitch and Urban Outfitters and Guess reported strong earnings that beat their revenue growth expectations and uh, topping those expectations. And these are all younger teen retailers again, with probably the you know go back to school purchases and you know some of the some of the spending that's going on uh, with with the younger generation as far as uh, fashion and you know looking good when they're out there in the world now that COVID's gone. Uh, we definitely see some growth with those three retailers. Uh, another retailer in the home improvement world, Lowe's, they had their report coming out, and sales fell some 9%. It was in line with their forecast, but, uh, again, that, that that segment isn't as strong as it was during the pandemic. Right, yeah. Home Depot and Lowe's have both struggled this year. But, again, you know, going to set up a base for next year for, for, I think, return to some profitability. Um, you know, those comparisons become a little bit easier when you struggle through a year. Uh, but, yeah, definitely a little lower uh, growth coming out of Lowe's and Home Depot this year. And then coming up in September, man, in the old days, I remember the fall used to be the time that the new cars came out or the new TV programs came on the air. Well, nowadays, the big event in mid-September is going to be the Apple introduction of its 17th-generation iPhone, the iPhone 15. Now, they are a long-term holding in your car equity portfolio, but they've been struggling. Now, how important is this iPhone cycle for Apple? It's really important, and, you know, there's a lot of belief out there by researchers that the uh, smartphone cycle will be down this year, that, uh, you know, people aren't really going to ante up for these upgrades. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be very interesting to see, you know, what features and, and technology developments the iPhones offer. The last couple have been more battery life and a little bit with the uh, the operating systems and so forth. But, you know, innovation is important to, to keep people interested in these upgrades, and, it's important for Apple. Um, they they are showing some strength out of India, which uh, again I think that'll be highlighted as as we get into the next quarter report. But uh, that that uh, event where they kind of show what they they have up and coming is always a, a big uh, a big driver for the company. And you know, we, like you said, Apple's down from I think it got up to one ninety eight a share. We're trading them around the one seventy eight range now, so it's traded off a little bit from its highs and. Uh, hopefully they can, uh, you know, turn that back around with a, with a good introduction of their next generation of the iPhone. And you can, so you're going to keep that in your portfolio? Absolutely. Yeah, Apple's one. It's, it's just been there for a long time, Bob, and we still like it long term. 
And again, if anybody listening would like to uh, uh, talk with the Walter, his team, the way we're talking now, and ask them about specific stocks and, and then events and news like that, uh, they can give the office a call and, and uh, talk to you folks directly. Absolutely. Like I said, we do a, a real good job uh, talking to people. We, we love talking to new people. Uh, Kevin does a great job getting research out. You can call us. Uh, Kevin, myself, Alice, and Abby, we're all there to pick the phone up and help you out. 234-466-7476 is their number to call for the AKW Group. They're there on the Embassy Parkway in the old Waterford building in Fairlawn. Uh, now, of course, you have to also mention, too, that the, uh, well, the Walt Securities AKW Group is a, a part of the Robert W. Baird Worldwide Organization, which gives them access to all kinds of information on investment banking, uh, private equity services all over the world. And uh, that's why we want to talk about the fact that we you do more than just, just invest in stocks. We talk about stocks in this segment because that's what the program is about. But you also give a, a lot of uh, effort in a full-service wealth management group, as you have, with uh, working with your clients on many, many other issues rather than just uh, the stocks and the stock portfolios. Absolutely. Yeah, Baird and our team, we have access to a lot. Any Anything that deals with money, if you have a question, give us a call. Uh, the planning aspects, whether it be financial planning, retirement planning, estate planning, elder care issues. Um, you know, we, we might not have all the answers, but with, with Baird, we can get a lot of them. And we have a lot of other professionals that we work with, a great team of people out there. Um, and again, just give us a call if you have a question, and we'll see if we can help you out. And also, they have some events coming up uh, in this fall that are open to the public. Uh, the next event is going to be the AKW Group's Investment Strategy Update. It's going to be on September 27th. That's a Wednesday at the Sheraton Suites in Cuyahoga Falls. It starts at 1 o'clock. only runs for about an hour, but it'll be open by 1230 for the guests to gather. They'll start talking about 1 o'clock and close the presentation about 145, and then they'll take questions from the audience and be available later after the presentation for more individual one-on-one discussion. So what exactly are you going to talk about at this event? Well, we're going to talk about a lot. We're going to take people through kind of where we've been the last year or two and um, where we're headed as we go into 2024. Uh, we have a lot of great information to share and you know, we're excited about this event. We we have a lot of interest in it. Again, it's going to be in the ballroom there. We'll, we're, you know, seats are filling up. But, you know, please give us a call if you want to attend. Uh, Allison or Abby in the office can uh, definitely make sure we get an invite out to you and uh, and save a seat. So uh, we, we'd love to fill that room up and, uh, you know, generate a lot of uh, questions. We, we, again, learn a lot from the clients and the people we interact with. So bring the, bring the tough questions and, uh you know, we'll have a lot of fun answering them the best we can and maybe send us back to do some research uh, after the event, which would be a great thing. Now, is there any cost to attend this event? Absolutely not. No cost at all. This is just something we're doing. Uh, we, we plan to do it twice a year, and, you know, we're excited about this one. So uh, look forward to seeing you out there if, if you're willing to come spend a little bit of time with us. Once again, that's going to be Wednesday, September 27th at the Sheraton Suites in Cuyahoga Falls at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Only about an hour, so it's not going to take up your entire afternoon. If you'd like to uh, sign up and register for the event, you can call the AKW Group on Monday, 234-466-7476. Tell them you'd like to attend the uh, AKW Group's investment strategy update in September, 234 234- 
466-7476. As I once said, the, the ballroom is filling up, so I wouldn't wait too too long to make your reservation to make sure you'll get in on this uh, rather interesting event that lets you know what's going to be going on for the next uh, year or so. 234-466-7476 for the AKW Group in Fairlawn, Walt Secura and his team. So next week, uh, again, we're, we're kind of hoping that the last couple days of August and maybe the first few days of September will we'll break this uh, this uh, dog days doldrum on the market. <laughs> it was so-so, Bob. we got a few earnings reports still to come in and some economic data this week, and you know, hopefully the market will uh, continue to remain strong. It's been a good year. You just want to finish it out. So we'll uh, we'll keep working hard at it, and we'll be back with you next week. Once again, Walt Secure is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. Give them a call to ask about their investment services or about any of the other financial things that they can provide for you. 234-466-7476. When you call them, mention you heard them on WNIR Kent Akron. The AKW Group in Akron, 234-466-7476. Walt Secure, talk to you again next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Abercrombie & Fitch, symbol ANF. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Autodesk Inc., symbol ADSK. Dick's Sporting Goods Inc., symbol DKS. Foot Locker Inc., symbol FL. Generac Holdings Inc., symbol GN. RC, Guess Inc., symbol GES, The Home Depot Inc., symbol HD, Intuit, symbol INTU, Lowe's Company, symbol LOW, Macy's Inc., symbol M, NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA, Olin Corporation, parent of Winchester, symbol OLN, PPG Industries Inc., symbol PPG, Starbucks Corporation, symbol SBUX, Urban Outfitters, symbol URBN, Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a mark on all the securities with these companies discussed during today's broadcast.